Hello, welcome to episode number two of the Falkirk Council IMS podcast. I hope you enjoyed episode one. If you haven't yet heard it, do go and check it out. Um, last week's featured people was Peter Mitchell. He gave a nice interview and there's a great piece that he's performed for us on his bass guitar. Today, coming up, we have an interview with Mr. Robbie. Mr. Robbie is one of the guitar and bass guitar teachers with the council, and he is also a former pupil of the music service. So we get to hear a wee bit about his experience on both sides of the music service. A chat with Erin Mitchell. Erin is this week's featured pupil. Um, Erin is an S4 at Falkirk High School and plays the cello, and she's going to play a piece for us, which she started learning just three weeks ago. So she's put in an incredible amount of work to get up to performance standard and we look forward to hearing that later. Um, so that's all for just now. I'll just go over to the interview with Erin. Erin, thank you for joining us on the podcast today. Um, can you just tell us a wee bit about yourself for anyone that doesn't know you? Um, I'm Erin, I'm in S4 and I play the cello. Okay, and what school are you at? Uh, Falkirk High. Falkirk High, okay, and who teaches you cello? Mrs Luke. Mrs Luke, and has she always taught you? Yeah. Okay, so tell me about how you started playing cello, how did that come about? Um, I think when I was about like eight I listened to Rather Be by Clean Bandit and I looked them up and I saw that the girl, she had pink hair, and I thought that was really cool. And she played the cello, so I thought, oh, I want to be like her. Okay, that's good. So then, um, did you go and ask about playing, or was Mrs Luke do- looking for people? Um, I think I waited about a year, and then I asked my mum, and she was like, why didn't you tell me sooner? And then um, she managed to get one of the teachers at Bintaskin to get Mrs Luke to come in. Okay, that's good, that's good. So if she didn't have pink hair, <laughs> then you might not have started in the cello. Maybe not. <laughs> okay, I'm going to dye my hair pink then and see if uh, I can get more people to play woodwind. That'll definitely encourage more people. <laughs> yeah. So that's why you chose the cello. Um, did you have, like, did you, do you come from a musical household? Are there people in your house play instruments? No. Not really. My little brother, he plays cello now, because I do, but other than that, okay. nobody. There you go. So he wants to be just like his big sister then? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um. So whereabouts do you play now? So you obviously get lessons in school. Yeah. Where else do you play your cello? Um, I play under normal s- circumstances, obviously. Under normal circum- circumstances. I play with the senior orchestra. I've done okay. that for about two years now, I think. Okay, and how do you find that? I really enjoy it. I love playing with the orchestra. It's yeah, lots of fun. Okay, good stuff. And you did you've done the residential before? Yeah, I've done it twice. Just twice, okay. And what what did you find that experience to be like? I loved it. <laughs> yeah, do you want to but, tell us a wee bit about what happens in residential? Because a lot of people maybe don't know or haven't been yet. Um. Well, usually you take your instrument and you go and stay at a place with loads and loads of dorms and you get to stay with people who play instruments as well and you play as part of an orchestra 
you work on a couple of pieces and then you present them to your parents at the end. Okay. And you'd recommend it? <laughs> Definitely, yeah. Good answer, good answer. Okay, can you tell me three people that have influenced you in your musical journey along the way since you started playing cello? Oh, well, Missy's look, obviously. Um, the girl with the pink hair, Grace Chattel. Okay. Um, one last person. So it doesn't need to be like a cello player, just someone that's influenced you in your musical journey. Oh. I'm trying to think. Probably the the boy that won the BBC Young Musician. He's a cello as well, cellist as well, but Okay. Um, when was that? Can you remember? Oh, I what don't know. Year? I don't know. Okay, but you saw him a few years ago? Yeah. Okay. I'll go and look that up and check what you <laughs> Um What sort of style of music do you like? Do, do you like to play on your cello? Um, well, obviously classical, but I think I quite like some of the romantic stuff. Yeah. It's a wee bit easier to play than like baroque. Okay. I like vibrato and everything. Good, good stuff. Okay. Um, so outside of like cello lessons and everything, outside of school maybe, what style of music or bands do you like listening to? Um, I'm probably more of a pop person, but kind of like pop alternative. I don't like the right. stuff that's in the charts, but it's still kind of pop music. Okay, so you mentioned Clean Bandit, um, anyone else? The Vamps um, and Wallows. Okay. Yep. And what is your, if you had to pick a favourite song, this is like the hardest question in the world. Um, or one of your favourites, it doesn't need to be your absolute favourite. Maybe Paradise by Coldplay. Okay, good choice, good choice. Yeah. Okay, um, I've got a, just some quick fire questions for you. Okay. Okay, so... Um, there's five I've written down here, right? Okay. What is your favourite meal? Chicken curry. Favourite film? Uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Okay. Favourite hobby? Playing the cello. Good answer. Um, Favourite place to go on holiday? Um, maybe Greece. And what is your favourite sweets or chocolate? Like, not one or the other, but I mean, favourite type of sweet or favourite type of chocolate or whatever? Chocolate orange. Chocolate orange. I'm going to ask one more, I'm just going to throw this in <laughs> on the back of one of your other questions. I think I already know the answer. Favourite Avenger? Oh. I, I can't say Spider Man because that's obvious, but who else do I like? I like the Winter Soldier. Okay. Good. I'm going to see how far through I can get these podcasts with like unique answers to this question. <laughs> but yeah. Alright. So we're going to hear Intermezzo from you in just a wee second by Greek. Um, do you want to just tell us a wee bit about it? Maybe tell us how long like how long you've been playing it, what you were playing it for, what, it, what sort of piece it is? Um, it's a piece that I've started 
a couple of weeks ago just because I kind of made my way through my grade book and I wanted to try something a little bit different so Mrs Lips just gave me that one. Okay. And what just sort of style of would challenge. you say it is? Oh, um, I don't know. It's quite hard to describe. <laughs> okay, well, that's fine. That's fine. We'll have a listen anyway, and we'll hear it. And I'm, I'm. It's going to sound wonderful, and I'm sure everyone will enjoy it. So, thank you very much for joining us today. It's been nice chatting. Thank you for having um, me. A pleasure, and we'll see you soon. We'll hopefully see you soon back in the orchestra and back playing at concerts and things. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Bye bye. Thank you. a superb performance by Erin and it's just incredible that she's only been playing that a matter of weeks. What a hard working pupil. So now we're just going to go over to our interview with Mr Robbie. It's a nice long chat we had. We chatted about all things about music, coffee, photography. Um, I hope you enjoy it. Here it is. <laughs> <laughs> 
So I'm joined by Mr Robbie, who works for the music service here. Um, do you want to just tell us a wee bit about yourself and what it is you... Hello, well, uh, yeah, thank you for having me on. Um, so, yeah, I'm Mr Robbie. I am one of the guitar and bass instructors with Fal the Falkirk Council Instrumental Service. Um, I have worked for the service now, I think, for eight or seven or eight years. Um, and... Presently, I'm working. I've always worked in three schools: uh, Falkirk High School, Braes High School, and Graham High. Um, and yeah, that's that's kind of what I do. And I teach guitar, or I try to teach guitar, mainly working with the the older kids um, in the school. But I have also worked a bit in primary as well. And I've I kind of look at the junior side of the high school to. Um, and a big range, big range of kids. Uh, it's been quite good fun. I also, in normal times, will run the guitar ensemble along with um, my colleagues. Uh, and that's that's kind of what I do, yeah. Okay, so when did you start playing music and what was it that started you playing music? Uh, I started playing music when I was maybe about primary four. I can't remember what age that would be, but primary four. Um, I got uh, recorder lessons as part of um, primary four in uh, primary school. Um, actually, if I'm wrong, that's primary five. It was in primary five. Uh, and through that, I kind of learned to read music. Um, I suppose I'd always done a lot of singing as well. Uh, I, I grew up going to church, so I, I now realise in retrospect how helpful all that singing was all the time. Um, but yeah, learned recorder. I uh, in the days before internet, I managed to find a way to order the second Enjoy the Recorder book, and I learned both of the books in about six months. And but while everyone else was learning G A and B, and kind of realised I might be, I kind of understood what was going on. So I did that, and I picked up piano lessons in um, primary six. Um, and then I picked up the clarinet in uh, S3 for my second instrument. And while that was going on as well, I was kind of dabbling with guitar in the background, um, just learning some chords. My dad played guitar, so he had a guitar in the house and a few books as well. So I learned off of that. And then, yeah, and then I went to university after that and, and studied music afterwards. Um, yes. Okay, where was it you studied at university? Uh, at Edinburgh, Edinburgh University. And was that guitar you did then, or was it piano? No, uh, it was actually music technology that I studied. Um, their music technology degree uh, was quite eclectic at the time. I think it's changed a bit now, but I think it was quite eclectic at the time. And I still got a chance to study composition um, and um, a lot of stylistic stuff. Um, and music history, as well as doing electronic composition and uh, computer programming and everything. The practical element wasn't really part of that course. I was allowed to study one instrument, and at the time I studied piano. Um, uh, but I kind of stopped the lessons after a little while because the actual uni course was quite challenging and <laughs> didn't really allow me the amount of time I needed to dedicate towards getting my piano playing to increase. Uh, to, to develop um, so I kind of I stopped playing for a little while um, while while I was at university doing the degree side of things 
Um, okay. And then, as I, I I kind of found myself working with the Youth Music Initiative, I worked I worked in a shop at the time, and then this job with the Youth Music Initiative came up um, in Falkirk, and it was doing guitar teaching, and I had I was with uh, P fives, and I had not done guitar teaching for a li- for a while. In fact, I'd never done guitar teaching, but I kind of thought yes let's let's go and do that that would be quite fun and that's kind of how I ended up doing teaching and how I ended up getting interested back in guitar again and playing in general after a break of a year or two after high school um, and it kind of just took off from there teaching is quite fun it's quite rewarding and playing guitar is quite fun and rewarding so I, I went and studied with a guy called Jed Brocky for a little while um, who's in Edinburgh as well and that that was that was me after that. Right, so you came through the music service and you now work as a tutor in the music service. How do you find that, seeing it from, from both sides, from the pupil side and from the teacher side? Well, from the pupil side, it was amazing. Um, maybe, maybe I didn't necessarily realise at the time as well as to how amazing it was and the opportunities it kind of afforded me being part of a music service rather than just getting lessons um, on my own. Um, privately, which is never an option for me anyway, because uh, because I was part of um, we the, a wind band, the senior wind band, um, the senior orchestra, um, and I did just loads of stuff in my own high school as well um, that had various members of the instrumental staff involved. Like uh, we had a small school orchestra at Falkirk High at the time. Um, I would accompany the singing teacher. Uh, her, her her choirs she would she would have me accompany them um so i got just loads of opportunities that i wasn't necessarily able to do like we we toured we toured primary schools with the, the wind band we obviously had the big annual concert which is still a still a thing but yeah it just and i made friends like an awful lot of my friends that i still have are are more music friends than they are um, friends that i had at high school itself so that was really great um it makes me kind of from from the staff side now I'm seeing that kind of thing that that kind of thing happening um, from a different perspective that those staff that we had must have worked incredibly hard and been incredibly passionate about what they were doing and now got, getting to know those staff a little bit more as an adult um, that's that is definitely the case and that in itself is um, <laughs> quite inspiring because that's that's the level that they were setting at the time and that the quality that they managed to achieve um when i was young um just took so much effort and i i try and remember that whenever i'm doing anything at my side that i can't it, i need to work hard with the kids quite a lot of time to be able to get them to sound really good and for them to enjoy themselves um that that's that was one big takeaway after a couple of years with the music service, it was you couldn't just go in and teach. You had to, you had to had to try and tailor things to each kid, try and inspire each kid every single time you go in, because the feeling at the end of that is just much, so much more rewarding than just yeah. um, turning up and teaching every day and and not thinking about it the rest of the time. It's, it definitely takes over your life being a yeah. a, a teacher, an instrumental teacher, as part of a service with with all your staff as well. I love it. I wouldn't have it any other way. Um, yeah, and okay. it's just it's it's great fun. It's hard work, but it's great fun. Okay, good. 
Um, so you mentioned earlier about Guitar Group, so that started up, was it two years ago? Um, I think it started up four years ago now. No way. <laughs> uh, I think it did. I think we had, in, in 2020, we had the, uh, obviously the pandemic happened, so we scrapped that, but that would have been our third annual concert. Okay. So this would have been our fourth year this yeah. year had we been doing it. Um, and obviously we have managed to do it a little bit uh, with um, some of the, our, our little Christmas performance. And I think the kids quite enjoyed it. They enjoyed doing something, being part of something again. Yeah, part of something bigger than just themselves. But yeah, four years. Four years. Shows how old I'm getting here. <laughs> and we did residential for two of those years. Uh, we didn't do residential the first year, but we did it the second and third year uh, of the ensemble. Right, okay, so uh, who do you who do you run that with? Uh, so I've, I've run it with a variety of um, instrumental service staff over the years, but at the moment um, the, the main staff member, other staff member, is Mr Belsham, who's the other guitar tutor. Uh, there's two of us in the staff. Uh, and he's very helpful. Um, between us, we manage rehearsals and sectionals um, he's done a bit of arranging for us as well he's a fabulous arranger and he's very experienced um, he's great great to have on board yeah see from outside looking in I see like the two of you seem to work really well as a team and I see when you're playing pieces I can see the differences in your style of pieces you're you're picking and arranging and things and I think that's great for the kids yeah definitely um uh, I mean, I, I know kind of what uh, Mr. Belsham's background is. He definitely comes from a classical background originally. Um, and he's always, guitar has always been his instrument. Um, and now he's quite into a lot of um, kind of acoustic folk style playing and um, is a big jazzer as well. I definitely don't come, I come from a jazzish background, jazzish. Um, and also piano and like I grew up listening to, to rock music and metal music um, and I grew up going to orchestras and all that so that, all that kind of def- I definitely see styles and different different styles of arranging that we both do and we definitely think about it in different ways um, but it does mean that we get that diversity uh, in our arrangements um, last year one of the pieces that we unfortunately never got to perform um, was uh, an arrangement of uh, Never Had a Friend Like Me and from, from Aladdin and um, Hakuna Matata which was an idea that I'd had but I couldn't I could kind of hear it in my head um, but I didn't have time to arrange it so I asked I just had <laughs> said to Mr Belsham one day I've got this idea for a, a, a medley do you fancy having a go at it? And he turned up with it about three months later, kind of already fully formed. And he went, yeah, I think this is pretty good. It was amazing. Um, so yeah, it is good to have someone that we kind of see an end goal together, although necessarily how we get to that goal is slightly differently. And that's a good thing. It's it's encour- it's it's good. Yep. Okay, good stuff. Outside of teaching, um, where are you involved in music or have you been involved in music? Um, so I have been involved uh, in wedding bands in the past um, I'm taking a short break from playing live music because of my family 
Um, I just can't commit the extra time that it requires just now. Um, but I have previously worked with a band called Sound Cradle. Um, I was with them for five five years, I think. Wedding band, function band. Uh, I've also worked. I worked for twelve years with Acquired in Grangemouth. Um, first of all, as their accompanist when I first, when I first that was my first music job outside when I left high school. And then as a conductor for five of those years, uh, I've worked with another other choirs in Falkirk as well. And then just whatever else people ask me to do, um, yeah. yeah, yeah. So obviously, there's an element of when you're a playing musician, there's an element of playing what's required by the client or whatever. But if you or where to choose, what would you choose to play? What's our style of music? Um, I, <laughs> I, I play a lot of stuff. I still revert to playing rock and metal stuff because that's what I... I still love playing that. Um, I have dabbled in playing jazz stuff, but I'm definitely not confident enough to uh, to play it out loud in front of real people. That's definitely my thing. Real people. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, definitely not people who are paying for it because it, it wouldn't be worth paying for. Um, but I do that privately. That's that's my own thing that I do. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay, can you tell me about someone that inspires you? So this can be a musician or it can be someone from a totally different um, background or world or whatever. Yeah, uh, I think... If it depend it depends what day of the week it is. Uh, <laughs> um, a variety, like if you'd asked me when I was much younger, it would definitely be just again rock and metal. Uh, any guitar, like James Hetfield, is a huge, huge inspiration when I was um, a teenager. Uh, and Joe Satriani, actually not so much of his, not so much because of his playing, but actually because of his teaching. He always taught things uh, when I buying guitar magazines when I was in my late teens, and he would have a way of describing something like that's a really good way of describing that. I'm going to remember that, and I still do that now. I still use a lot of the ways that he describes things to to teach things now. Um, and it's strange. A lot of a lot of my inspirational figures would be musicians, but not necessarily because of their music. Although obviously their music is a part of it to me, but. Yep. Uh, Right now, uh, there's there's two there's two players. Uh, Michael League, the bass player from Snarky Puppy, who is an amazing player and arranger, and also the, one of the guitarists with Snarky Puppy, um, uh, Mark Lettieri. They're they're both brilliant, but the reason that I find them particularly amazing is because of the way that it's their work ethic. I happen to know someone who knows these people, and who has. Um, who gave him accommodation for a little while and he just said they were just didn't stop working they always worked uh that that to me is almost more is that that same thing like i know like it doesn't matter how good you are you need to work you need to keep on working at it as well um they're amusing amazing musicians yes because they're naturally talented but because they've also worked at it and they've worked to build their um, portfolio their contacts like whatever it is that they've ended up doing performing but um yeah, that's that's why I find them inspira- more inspirational 
as well as just their raw musical talent, which is phenomenal. Uh, and in a similar line, um, it's because again, it's kind of the stage that I'm at with my family life, and like I've got a young family with one boy who's not one boy who's only just started primary school, another who's not really um, where well, he's walking. <laughs> Uh, but there's there's a photographer um, who I watched an interview by Rachel Talabart, who's an amazing photographer. Shoots uh, ocean stuff. There's an interview that she did a while back, and she talked about again it's a work life balance and okay. how she had learned to manage what she loved doing. So for her case, it's photography. For my case, it'd be music. And and as it happens, a bit of photography as well. Um, and also her home life. That was one of those big interview kind of points for me that we. It, that was quite inspiring in itself. You can do everything you love. You just need to be quite organised about it. I found that quite relatable. Um, and it was a, a, a big thing at that point in my life um, to hear. So, yeah, yes. I remember just talking about that, about kind of balancing everything. I remember just a, a conference thing I was at. And um, it was a girl, Kim McCary, who's a trumpet player. Um, that I knew through Nijos and things like this but she was talking about different experiences in music and I remember talking about Tommy Smith, the saxophone player mm-hmm. so she yeah. was playing in his youth orchestra and it, she said it just stuck out as a lesson in time management it was one, one day they were they were recording and things like this, they'd had a long morning and it was lunchtime, so they had like an hour for lunch so they'd all the band kind of all went and got lunch and kind of sat and had a chat and stuff and by the time they came back Tommy Smith had had his lunch, had a haircut, and done an interview. <laughs> I know, it's just I, yeah. Time I, management and using it properly. I think when you're younger, you need that inspirational figure for whatever your skill is that you're doing. I think I've already found as I'm getting a bit older, I'm not old, I'm not old, but as I'm getting a bit older and a little bit more experienced, actually, it's not necessarily those people who are talented in the area that I work in as a profession but it's just any any kind of field that yeah some other things other than just the music it's it is it's time management it's work-life balance um that that finding people who've managed to do a really good job of that yeah that's inspiring to me at the moment just for the stage that I'm at uh but yeah people people and people you need to practice that (laughs) Yeah. Um, it's a thing that you need to practice um, in the same way that you need to practice an instrument um, you can't, you can't uh, just turn on your ability to go and have lunch while having a haircut <laughs> um, yeah. if you're not doing that regularly and thinking about it more often then it's, it's not just a skill that you can turn on and a skill, it is a skill ok right so last last one and then we'll go into some quick fire questions right if you could if you could go back and tell yourself at 15 years old one thing, what would it be? Um, uh, stick at your lessons more. Don't don't just stop lessons at 18, which is kind of what I ended up doing. Um, yeah. and, I mean, that's not what I did. I went back to doing lessons for guitar later, but I think, I think I'd have preferred to continue studying a bit more. Um, obviously, I didn't. And I, and I I do kind of regret it um, that I didn't do it when I had when I was that bit younger and had the time and the energy. Right. Um, maybe to challenge myself a little bit more than I ended up doing, but 
that's that's probably what I'd have said. Stop, stop. <laughs> Get off your bum and practice. I think that's what I've probably said. Okay, okay. Right, so I've got a few quick fire questions. You don't need to just give one word answers, but just show I'll try and keep it brief though. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, so if you weren't a musician, what would you do? Photography. Okay. What's your favourite meal? See, <laughs> uh... it's easy to pick a whole nother career, but it's really hard to pick one dinner. Sausage, chips and beans. Oh, no, 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 no. Turkey drummers, chips and beans. Oh. Okay. Um, what is your coffee order now? For you. <laughs> for, those, for, those who, for those who know coffee know, shop. It's quite, it, this is actually quite specific at the moment. I mean, again, ask me on a different day, it might be different, but my, my coffee order would be straight black made with um, grounds that I buy from a coffee place that comes in that comes from Northamptonshire. Um, this is not a paid advert. Uh, <laughs> uh, the place called The Roastery. Um, other coffee brands are available. Other coffee brands are available. Uh, yep, and probably uh, made with an AeroPress using the inverted method. Right, okay. And how's your coffee art coming along? My, co- my latte art. Um, so I started yeah. working on it over Christmas again because I, I kind of stopped doing it for a little while. I needed to. I felt I needed to practice as. Um, of course, we weren't able to do much else over Christmas time. Um, ran yeah. too much in the way of travelling, so I learned how to make reindeer, uh, which right. was pretty. <laughs> I was pretty impressed with uh, reindeer and Christmas trees. I was learning how to make them with latte art. They were more successful than some of my attempts at doing a heart. I tried to do a heart for my wife's Valentine's Day. It didn't look like a heart. I can do it about 50% of the time, another 50% of the time. Like, it looks like it became Neil Buchanan from Art Attack. Right. <laughs> 50% of the time it works everything. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Um, what are you currently reading? Uh, I, don't, I don't actually read a lot, but I was... I, I've quite gotten into looking at um, photography books, so I was reading uh, and rewilding books uh, as well. But the book I was just reading was uh, a book called The Secret Life of the Cairngorms um, by a guy called Andy Howard. It's, a, it's primarily a photography book, but uh, yeah, lots of lots of animals in the Cairngorms in Scotland um, and little stories about the animals' lives. I quite like that. Okay. I was going to, the next question was going to be outside of music. What's your favourite hobby? But you've mentioned that. I've mentioned that a couple of times. <laughs> yeah. So quite like quite like photography. Um, I'm actually I've seen that coming. To be fair, what's a where is your favourite place to take pictures? Um, the the seaside, which is a bit of a problem when you live in Falkirk, uh, in 2020, 2021. Yeah. But yes. Yep. Okay. Uh, last question: Who's your favourite Avenger? I don't watch the Avengers. And that's. <laughs> the end the uh, I can only apologise to those listening at home. And, um, and some, some who may be like, quite embarrassed to hear that I haven't really watched the Avengers. Okay. Uh, does Deadpool count? Close enough. Close enough. James Bond or Indiana Jones? Indiana Jones. Okay. 
That'll do then, that'll do. <laughs> right, thank you very much for joining us. You're very welcome. It's been a pleasure speaking, and I'll let you go and get some nice coffee. Excellent, thank you very much. Thank you once again to Mr Robbie and to Aaron Marshall for chatting to us and to Aaron for playing for us as well. We hope that you'll come back next week to hear more. Next week, I'm just arranging next week's guest, but I think we're going to have someone from NIOS come to chat to us about what it is they do. So I'm looking forward to that. Please do tune in again. If you've enjoyed it, please tell your friends, tell your co-workers and share it on social media. Thanks for tuning in. 